Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition of The Drive, a... Let's face it, it's just a nasty, uh, it's a nasty day. Wintry, it, it is not a wintry mix or anything, it's just wet. Wet and cold. Uh, now, not nothing compared to the real cold that will be here in a couple of days. But the temperature is not getting out of the 40s today and it's been raining all day long. So be careful if you're out and about. And, uh, um, you know, as, as we get closer to the weekend... Continue to be careful. I know a lot of folks still doing that last-minute Christmas shopping, but uh, you, you need to you need to be careful when you're driving around there. Uh, on the way in, I had to run out toward Tiger Town, and on the way in, I mean there there's some folks that I know they're in a hurry, but uh, driving 20 miles an hour over the speed limit and cutting in and out of lanes is not advisable. It's not advisable anytime, but especially when you know the roads can be a little slick. So so be careful. Uh, if you're out and about, it is the Tuesday drive. Bill here in the studio. Um, Drew still out, so Jacob has the controls. I made it through yesterday. I was thinking I could do it again today, but the problem is Dan is still in. Na- well, actually, they they're probably on the way back from Nashville because the uh, Troy women played Belmont uh, earlier today and and dropped that game. Mm. Uh, so he said he'd try to check in from the bus on the way back from Nashville today. But with uh, nobody else in the studio, it would have been one of those, okay, I can run the board. I can dial our regular Tuesday guests because I believe both of our Tuesday guests will be uh, joining us today. That would be Barrett Salee at the bottom of this hour, Jake Crane at the bottom of the uh, uh, 5 o'clock hour. But as far as answering calls, um, I could do that, but you'd pretty much just come on cold. That's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, so so uh, Jacob is is hanging around today. He'll be he'll be running the board, screening the calls, and um, giving me somebody to to talk to as yeah. well. Yeah. Besides you, and, and I encourage our encourage you, our listeners, to call in. You guys talked an awful lot. Uh, on on the line about signing day tomorrow, even though they're still it's still not National Signing Day. They're not labeling it as National Signing Day. They should. Um, well, they should. Well, there there are quite a few things that 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 need to be adjusted. The transfer portal and signing day. There there needs to be some way of either uh, matching things up a little bit better or making them. Uh, a little more separated from each other because mm-hmm. it's very confusing um, because transfers can commit and they can sign, but they don't need to sign now. All they need to, uh, as a matter of fact, nothing matters until they enroll in classes for the spring term. And in some at some places, that's the third week of January. At Auburn, it's the second week of January. So just because you have a commitment from a transfer there's nothing that is locking them down until they enroll in classes. High school and junior college players, on the other hand, um, have a brief 
period here in this, quote, early signing period. They have from tomorrow through Friday, and that's it, to sign. If they don't sign then, the next time they can sign is in February. So right now Auburn has, well, it's listed as 16 commitments from high school and junior college players mm-hmm. and a couple of transfer um, a couple of transfers that have committed of those sixteen, and you got y'all had uh, you had Christian Clemente. We did right? in the first hour, yes. Um, yeah. It it appears that that one of the sixteen is not going to sign a scholarship. That's been the feeling, yeah, for a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Keon Jenkins um, is is it. I, now they're not going to treat him any differently, but uh, I think Auburn will still have a scholarship. Looks like he's going to be a preferred walk on with an mm-hmm. opportunity to earn a scholarship at a later time. That way, you save a scholarship, but you have another body in, and uh, um, so so Auburn is probably approaching the halfway mark of what they will need to try to restock. The roster. We can get into some of the numbers, look at uh, exactly what Auburn has to this point, what they could add over the next few days, and then what they would need to add during the remaining time um, with transfers and or high school, junior college signees in February. So we'll do that. I was thinking. I was thinking uh, we'd do something also today because there's a lot of excitement. There, there's more excitement around signing day than there's been in a few years. Um, so, it, and it's reminiscent. It's very reminiscent of the excitement that uh, that that I, I hope everybody had when they were younger. You know, leading up to Christmas. Yeah. What's gonna be? You know, what's gonna be there Christmas morning? And that's sort of the way it is. With uh, with signing day, who's who's going to start signing tomorrow? Now, thing is, I think we pretty much know when everybody's scheduled to sign right uh, tomorrow. So it's not like oh, wake up first thing and rip open the presents. And this may be a little, a little bit better because it's going to be all day, right? And not yeah, just yeah, you're not is. sitting down for thirty minutes, open it all up, and then you're done, right? You yeah, but to... can you imagine? Can you imagine your parents trying to do, make you do that? <laughs> okay, you're going to open a right. present at eight, and then you're going to open another one at nine. It's like yeah. no. That's no. fair. That's I, fair. I mean, there's no way you could do that. But, uh, but, but with that being the case, I want to toss out something that uh, we've done a few times, and it's it's always fun. I'd love to get you, our listeners' thoughts on memories of favorite Christmas presents ever. Oh, Since we're only okay, on yeah. through this week, yep. And tomorrow we will be. It will be all recapping, letting you hear the audio from Hugh Freeze talking about all the signees. Thursday, it'll be a little more of that, but looking back at the Wednesday game, we could do it, you know, I guess we could do it again on Friday, something like that, but it, but it's fun, and to see, I wasn't sure if Jacob was going to be here, so that's why I was thinking, yeah. I better have something like that to do. You were prepared. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, and it's fun. I mean, there, there are a couple of things that come to mind for me. One is when... Uh, when I got my first basketball goal. Oh, okay. That's a good you know, one. That was, that was yeah, huge. I mean, you know, that was really big. And the other one was one that way predates you, but uh, some of our older listeners will remember a game called Electronic Football. I've still got, as a matter of fact, I have two of them now because a listener a few years ago had one and said, ah, he didn't need it anymore. And so I have two, which one of which is going to go, or, or maybe maybe they'll each go to my my two sons. Mm-hmm. But it it's this game where there was a 
a 10 football field. T-I-N. Okay. Green painted 10 with yard lines on it. Football field. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in a um, uh, it had a it had a wood frame, and it plugged into the wall. And when it plugged into the wall, it vibrated the tin. Oh, okay. and you had these you had these little plastic figurines of football players, mm-hmm. and there was a little. Uh, it was it was almost like a, a Q tip kind of football. Okay, all right, and you could line them up. What you do, you can light up your offense and your defense. Then you plug it in, and you could change the speed up and down of oh, how much it vibrated. Yeah. So they just and the players go would, everywhere. And and yeah, you could adjust. They had little they had little tips on the figurines, mm-hmm. and if you adjusted them, it would make them either go right, left, or, so, or things like that. That's so, pretty cool. Oh, it was. That's it was really good. neat. The the best, the worst thing about it is it made the most ridiculous noise. Oh, I'm sure your I parents mean, regretted it, it when sounded, they got it It for sounded you. like somebody was, was you know, shaking tin oh. uh, with with uh, loudspeakers, yeah. you know, through loudspeakers in the house. Yeah, not but it was some, cool. Yeah, not something you play with after like 8 o'clock, right? Uh, no, no, you mad. couldn't get away with it. That's right. the thing. You couldn't right. just sneak and go play, sneak and go play it. But any, anyway, uh, if you've got a, a fan, it doesn't have to be a sports related one. Mine just happened to be uh, a couple of those that came to mind. But a, a favorite, all-time favorite Christmas present as as we wait to see, you know, who are going to be the presents that Hugh Freeze is able to reel in uh, starting tomorrow morning. Uh, let me remind you, hour number one of The Drive is brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. They're also the sponsor of our hotline, where you can join us with your thoughts, questions, comments. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text us on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And that number is 334 334- Five six four eighteen forty. So uh, as as uh, we're saying, tomorrow is the the first day of the abbreviated, but the predominantly um, primary signing period. That's what I think they need to change. If if eighty or and it may drop back a little bit this year because of NIL and because players Fair. wanting to check a few other options out, but still. If at least two thirds of the players are signing, why is it a three day period, and then you get a month and a half mm-hmm. for the rest of the players to sign uh, in February? But but anyway, uh, Auburn picked up uh, a commitment from a high schooler and a commitment from a from a uh, transfer uh, today in the portal. The the uh, transfer portal commitment, Elijah McAllister, a sixth year senior, he will be a sixth year senior from Vandy who um, sat out uh, his first year, uh, redshirted his first year, had a pretty good year. As a matter of fact, I believe statistically his best year was the 2019 season. Uh, didn't participate during the COVID year, so that's where he has the the extra year. Uh, he's, um, you know, he hasn't really been listed as a graduate transfer, but that's what he is. He's a, he's a grad transfer. Right. Well, Christian was telling Vandy. us he's going to be getting his right. doctorate when he's Yeah, here. that's what I was – I mean, nowhere have I seen grad transfer. It doesn't really matter. He's a transfer who's eligible now. Right. Um, but, yeah, if he's, gonna, if he's planning on getting his Ph.D., then, yes, he's definitely a grad Yeah, which is transfer. E- extremely impressive. First of all, 
I mean, he's playing at Vanderbilt, which you know you the academics it takes to get into Vanderbilt. Plus, he's going to be getting his doctorate when he's here at Auburn. He's got the experience, right? We talked a lot about that on our show. Just his leadership as a captain on an SEC team, that doesn't get just given to anybody, right? No, and no, so, you're right. You're right. I mean, he doesn't have the gaudiest statistics that you've hmm. ever seen. I think the most uh, tackles he's had in a year was uh, shy of 30. Uh, but, but he's a guy that... Um, Auburn desperately needs as a defensive end or edge. I mean, I know he. some people project him as an edge. I, I haven't watched any film on him, but, I mean, he's a 6'6", 260-pounder. He's listed as an edge. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, and I just don't, you know, I, I don't know if he will end up in, in Ron Roberts' system. Right. I wonder if you'll really even have an edge because the edge types in Ron Roberts' system are sort of like the jack linebackers that mm-hmm. you see. If you go a three three five, you know, the edge is going to be the guy that's not on the line. He's right. going to be back with the other linebackers. So he may be more of an end. But Auburn didn't have any of either. No, he's I filling mean, a desperate hole that's needed for Auburn. Whether No matter the position he plays on that side of the football, he's filling a hole that Auburn needed because of the guys that they're losing. So I, we, we loved him. We really do. We, me and Carter were talking a lot about it, just thinking how good um, Elijah McAllister is and can be at Auburn. Well, Auburn, Auburn's still looking, uh, still looking to add a couple more. They'd love Trace Ford. Uh, I mean, I, I know he's another guy that they'd, they'd like to add in there. But McAllister, with Auburn only really having uh, Tabichia Coley and Dylan Brooks, are the only two scholarship guys on the roster uh, listed at end or edge. Yeah, that was a, literally a big pickup. Now the uh, the the quarter the the uh, commitment high school commitment is quarterback Hank Brown. That's not really a huge shock. He was committed to Hugh Freeze at Liberty, and of course played there at Lipscomb Academy um, in in Nashville. Just won the the state title. Had considered an offer from uh, Trent Dilfer after he got the UAB job. But uh, he's coming in, and, and uh, yes, I, I know a lot of people have gone, well, man, Auburn really struck out there at quarterback because about the same time, I guess about 30 minutes before Hank Brown's commitment, it was uh, the, the announcement, or not the announcement came, but the reports came that Devin Leary was headed to Kentucky. And I think a lot, a lot of folks thought, well, Auburn's just, just grasping for somebody but that's a, there's a lot of difference in bringing somebody in to have a quarterback in each of your classes uh, as opposed to bringing in an experienced quarterback. Um, and, and we'll see. I mean, there will be more quarterbacks going into the portal following bowl games. Um, and I would think those are going to be the guys to keep an eye on more than quarterbacks that go into the portal following spring. Because if you're looking for someone to compete with Robbie Ashford as a starting quarterback, they need to be able to go through spring practice. So we'll talk more about that. But those are the two additions today to get Auburn up to either 17 or 18, depending on how you count it, on players that would uh, uh, count toward the 85 total scholarships. We'll get to our first break of the afternoon. Robbie, hold on. You'll be up first when we come back here on the Tuesday edition of The Drive. Now, more of The Drive 
The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill and Jacob and... Let's go ahead and get to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And Robbie is up first. Hey, Robbie. Hey, Bill. Hey, Jacob. How are y'all? Doing fine. Good. Hey, Bill, you sort of stole my thunder because uh, electric football was actually my favorite <laughs> Christmas present. Uh, of course, me and you are in the same uh, genre. I'm I'm 63, and uh-huh. so you're not far behind me, so... That was that was that was the that was like uh, getting uh, whatever the newest thing is now for kids. Oh man, there were well, there were obviously there weren't any video games or anything like that back then. Right, so, right. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but here, here was the deal though. Remember the little the little felt football. You yeah, that's what I was trying to describe. Week. It felt. I said, "Yeah, it was. It was like yeah, a Q-tip." It was a little felt. It, it was. It's exactly and right. Within a week, you lost it. Yeah. So what you did, you balled up toilet paper. Yeah, or just make spitballs or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and the quarterback was the only guy that had uh, movable parts. Remember, the quarterback and the kicker. Wasn't there? Because uh, I there, there was it, there was. Now that you say that. I could never, I couldn't, I couldn't kick or throw worth a crap in that no, game. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, that that was that you brought back memories when you said that. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the other thing I want to talk about was how we have you ever heard the term "more for less"? Sure. Well, I think that's exactly what happened. Between Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin. And thank God we did not get Lane Kiffin. Because Hugh Freeze will outwork Kiffin a hundredfold. Oh, you know, I don't I don't know anybody that's gonna argue that much. I mean, Lane's MO had always been he'd rather be doing some other things now. No, nobody has ever questioned his eye for talent, his ability to spot talent, and he was able to do a tremendous job through the transfer portal a year ago. But uh, uh, I think he'd rather be doing doing things other than uh, kissing up to uh, uh, to high schoolers a lot of the time. Well, and here's the reason I say that yeah. I I know a uh, Northwest Florida high school football coach that three months ago when we were talking about Auburn's next coach, he said, the only thing that scares me about Lane Kiffin is he's a lazy recruiter. He will not beat the bushes and recruit. He would rather sit back and go to the portal. And so this is a high school coach telling me this. Mm-hmm. Well, you look right now. Auburn, Auburn has passed Ole Miss and uh, in, in, in every recruiting list uh, that I see of the rankings. Yeah. So that 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 makes me feel like we we got 
we got uh, we got the better of the two. Is all I'm saying. Well, the early the early results are really encouraging. And oh, by the way, uh, since we came on the air, Auburn, or right as we came on the air, Auburn picked up another commitment. Uh, defensive lineman, I believe the number three defensive lineman in junior college, Quintrell Travis out of Iowa Western, a 6'4", 280-pounder. And again, the what I'm very impressed with is the line of scrimmage is what really needed to be addressed, and they went heavily immediately after the offensive lineman. Now they're reeling in the defensive guys. Yeah, isn't it nice to be an Auburn fan and actually be excited? This time of year. Oh, yeah. It's You're refreshing. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, you guys. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate it, Robbie. 334-321-1390. And Terry is up next. Hey, Terry. Hey, guys. Bill, I got two for you. All right. Now, one of them is sports-related, one of them isn't. The first one was the old Rock'em Sock'em Robots. You remember them? I never had those, but yeah. I love them things. Yeah. I, I went, now, a couple of my best friends did, and I went and played over there all the time. I had a but I never had them myself. Them. Yeah, I had a recreation He knocked of his block up. off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it'd be considered mean or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, the first the first sports gift I ever had was the head-to-head football game, of head-to-head electronic football. You remember those? Sure. And I used to love it. I got that in junior high school. So that was around. Is that the 80. handheld one you're talking about? Yes. The handheld one, yes. Beep. Beep, beep, beep. Yep. Your players are basically little red dots. <laughs> they're little, yeah, they're little dots, little dots and dashes. You had, you had like two different modes. You had like uh, simple and, and hard or whatever. I don't remember what they, it was expert and something modes. And it's like, Regular. yeah, if you couldn't, if you couldn't score a touchdown on every single play on the uh, simple mode, then, uh, you know, then you didn't even deserve to have that game. And a lot of people don't realize that's where the term X's and O's came from because that's what it was. X's and O's on those games. No, I didn't know. Now, Terry, that's a great, that sounds great. I swear I, I'd heard X's and O's before that, but that sounds oh, good. Oh, I'm sure it was before that. It was probably <laughs> played a different, in a different way, but I remember uh, the X's and O's on the video games, on the handheld video games. Yeah, because so. I, I, uh, I, I remember actually before that game came out, my coach putting up, and you, you know, that's how you could do it when you wrote it up on a chalkboard. No, uh, before sure there were whiteboards, before you had to show one team as one and the other team as the other, and that's how X's nose were. But, but yeah, right. what a cool game! As a matter of fact, I got a recreation of that a few years ago for Christmas. So, mm-hmm. the other thing, I had a, had a baseball question for you. I got a All phone right. call today from a buddy of mine in Talladega who's a baseball expert. I consider him an expert. He says the only player in the MLB Hall of Fame. From the Southeastern Conference is Frank, Frank Thomas. Thomas. That is correct. That is true, then. Yes. Wow. That's now, hard there, to believe there, some of the names there are some play, the there, 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 may be, there may be somebody in there from Arkansas before, but but, but Arkansas was not in the SEC right. or South Carolina. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure there's somebody that went to South Carolina. But as far as schools that were in the Southeastern Conference, who then had players go on and uh, make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Frank Thomas is still the only. So he's not just the first. He's the only Hall of Famer who played wow. in the SEC. Wow. Amazing. See, the name that I come, come to mind immediately was, was Will Clark. But I, I, you know, I don't know how many great he's years not he's in the together. Hall. He's not in the Hall. Yep. Wow. He's so come sure close I, I a thought... couple of times with the old-timers, but, but uh, hasn't gotten in. Well, Mississippi State and has had such a great run over so many years, but so many great. I just don't know what kind of pro career they had from 
you know, uh, Thigpen, I think, was one yeah, of them. Well, yeah, yeah you, had, you had on that one team, you had Jeff Brantley was the ace, Bobby Thigpen was the closer and right fielder, uh, Will Clark was the first baseman, and Rafael Palmero um, was, was, also, was also on that team. That's and Paul probably would have been all the same if he hadn't lied to Congress. You're right. He probably would. So, appreciate it, Bill. Take care. Appreciate the call, Terry. 334-321-1390. Um, again, yeah, your, your favorite all-time Christmas present. I mean, it doesn't have to be sports-related, but, uh, you know, for a lot of us, it was. We're coming up on our bottom-of-the-hour break on the other side. Barrett Salee from Sirius XM, CBS Sports will join us. He'll be a busy guy, I'm sure, tomorrow with it being signing day. We'll catch up with him. Stick with us here on the Tuesday Drive. To the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon again. Um, be careful if you have to be out and about. I know a lot of folks. Getting some uh, Christmas shopping done. I don't know that I'd even call it last minute. It's been a lot later than this for me at times. Although the older I get, the uh, the less I want to be out and about, the closer we get to Christmas. But de- be careful if you have to be out and about as it's wet and cold and turning colder. And the wet's not going away, so that, that could be uh, scary. Uh, let's go to the Kia of Auburn hotline now. Welcome in. Our regular Tuesday afternoon guest here in this time slot, and that's our good friend from CBSSports.com, Sirius XM, and Barrett Selly. Barrett, how you doing? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you guys, too. Hope everything's well. Uh, it's going going pretty well. Um, um, b- before we get into so, some of the specifics, uh, I'm, I'm going to toss this one out to you, something that I do every every few years. I did it off to a pretty good start, and, and that's just... Uh, been asking some of our listeners their all-time favorite Christmas gift since it feels like Christmas as we're approaching, you know, well, well, we're approaching Christmas for one reason. Yeah, that's why it sort of feels like that. But we're also approaching signing day. Um, do you have anything that comes to mind, just that that gift that you always wanted, you couldn't, you, you know, just you, you couldn't stand it, you had to have it, and you got it? Yeah, I um when I was six years old, I got a Honda 50 CC dirt bike and my dad had taken me to the Atlanta Supercross, uh, basically since I was born. And I always wanted one for the first, you know, for six, seven years of my life. And, uh, finally got one turned into a hobby, turned into a, 
pretty uh, in-depth hobby, pretty uh, one that was uh, a long-term you know, uh, hobby of mine. So yeah, that was one when I was really, really young, I guess after that, um, when Sega Genesis came out, like that was a big deal. I've, um, I've still know, because, got one at the house. Yeah. Cause it became like a, a battle between the super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Uh-huh. And they, they marketed it with Sonic and Sonic was the cool deal. And I would say I wanted a Sega Genesis certainly more than a super Nintendo. Cause you know, this, I had a regular Nintendo. It was fine. It was good enough. But like Sega Genesis was like the new hot thing. Oh, it was cool. Now I've, I've at the house in in a, in the in the playroom is the the original Nintendo that we had the super uh, the Sega Genesis. Now Scott took his Dreamcast and swapped it in for something else, but we've got but we've got an original Xbox too. So it's cool to go back into uh, into ancient history and and play some of those games. Yeah, I actually uh, this uh, this Christmas. We had bought like one of those Nintendo, the original Nintendo like simulator yeah. things. It's like a smaller box, but it has like 600 games loaded on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it to my 11 year old. And by give it to my 11 year old, I mean put it in my office so he can play <laughs> in my office. Um, while I yeah. definitely don't use it when he's not here. Uh, yeah, that was all inspired. I don't know if you've seen 8 Bit Christmas on Netflix. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Oh, I got to see that. So good. Oh man, that yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've been lo- I've been looking for something else to uh, to check out here at this time of year. Well, something that everybody's going to be checking out starting at uh, eight o'clock local times tomorrow. It is the. Uh, it's crazy to me that it's still called the early signing period. Let's face it; it is the signing period coming up, and uh, we know where where a lot of these guys are going. But there's still a lot of big names that are you know going to pull whatever the the hat trick or whatever the pet trick or whatever tomorrow and i'm 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 sure you'll be uh you'll be fairly busy right yeah there's there's no doubt uh, i think when you look at how things have evolved only two of the top 20 uh prospects are uncommitted but like we saw today um proctor the offensive lineman the number 5 overall mm-hmm. player flipped from Iowa to Alabama Yesterday, we had Dante Moore flip from Oregon to UCLA. So I think as time has evolved, I think coaches and programs have started to treat this a little differently. Obviously, yes, it is the actual signing day, signing period. But um, I think now, since that has become the case, you're also seeing some engineered flips. And and that, I think, uh, is is why tomorrow is going to be very interesting. Because on the surface, you look at it, you're like, yeah, none of these guys are very very big, whatever, but I think you are going to see a lot of flips from Mm -hmm. some pretty high-profile guys uh, because now, you know, coaches used to do that in uh, in the original signing day beginning of February. Now that this is established, I think you're going to see a lot more of that, you know, starting with tomorrow. You mentioned UCLA. Chip Kelly uh, collecting quarterbacks? Yeah, he is. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he collected one through the transfer portal, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know Dante Moore, that was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say expected, but it was certainly uh, became more of an idea, more of a re- uh, reality as the last week or so went on. Uh, and then, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he gets a transfer quarterback, especially if, uh, if DJ Uyunglele's brother uh, wants to go play for Chip Kelly as well. So, yeah, there could be a lot of intrigue. And a lot, you can read into a lot of stuff, too, uh, based on, 
you know, who, what players sign at a high school and, and maybe more importantly, who they don't sign with. Yeah, now, I was talking about this a little while ago. Uh, it, it's confusing for some folks because you've got, at the same time, with high school and junior college players signing, and they just have this three-day window to sign, the transfer portal is on either side, and and those guys, they don't have to sign, really. All they, I mean, they're not locked down until they enroll in classes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they can go wherever they want, and obviously that uh, the transfer portal might have a big say in that. Uh, and I think it's also interesting from that regard that, you know, if a class is not, you know, what it, it should be, you know, let's just say Hugh Freeze doesn't get all the guys he should out of high school. I mean, the, the recruiting class really isn't done until the end of, of May mm-hmm. when the transfer portal is, is closed for the second time. So, I think it's interesting because now, now you have sort of have this this paced sort of uh, recruiting cycle where you know you can kind of sit back and reassess after every um, you know specific you know turning point. So uh, it is it's fascinating. The early signing period, I wish they'd do away with it. Um, personally, I know coaches want it, or at least they did want it. Uh, now it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years with the the portal window and and how you know, sort of compact everything is from a coaching standpoint. It wouldn't surprise me if you see, um, you know, coaches start to push for the early signing period removal because, you know, even back then, you know, before this, you know, kids still enrolled. Early. Sure. They just actually signed on the dotted line in February. And I don't see really what was the problem with that. No, and that's exactly what I was saying a little while ago. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to have this little this little brief period here when the players could go ahead and do exactly what the transfer portal guys can do, commit, enroll. And then they're they're yeah. in school. Then you can have that other signing period uh, in between the transfer portals because that's what's that's what's so crazy right now is that you have that plus you've got now no limitation on the number of players you can sign. You're just you know concerned with the eighty five. Yeah, and and on top of that, you know you you have high schoolers that really don't have a spot now anyway, mm-hmm. right? Like because of the the free year of, of COVID. So if if you did away with this, you could have portal season. Then you could have those high school kids actually have a really good idea of of where they can play, what the status looks like. Because right now, if I'm a four-star high schooler and I sign with, with Auburn, what does Hugh Freeze do over the next five weeks? You know, my, mm, my, right. my entire opinion of what I should be doing changes, like on a daily basis, even after – the early signing period. So it's it's going to be a wild, you know, few months, not just few days. Obviously everybody um, you know, around here watching very closely and and uh, you know, I, I said yesterday it's hard to believe Hugh Freeze has only been at Auburn 3 weeks with as seriously. much he and his staff have been out. I I seriously feel there's been more contact between Hugh Freeze, especially Hugh Freeze and coaches and prospects in three weeks than there was with Brian Harson in his two years. It's almost like if you recruit, you actually might make an impact and, and actually sign people. Yeah. You might, you might get some players. It's crazy how that works, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's done a great job, especially with still, I wouldn't say a skeleton staff because there are, you know, some, some members of the staff that are there, but you know, he doesn't have his full staff yet. He doesn't have his full support staff yet. His analysts, things like that. So, uh, for him to have this kind of success, you know, so early with 
you know, knowing that he's still sort of in scramble mode is is something that I think Auburn folks should be really happy about and and tell them that you know this is this is the right hire and he's following through on a promise or multiple promises, I guess, that he made during his initial press conference. Well, a, a couple of areas that uh, that that Auburn that Auburn fans just uh, you know had not gotten used to seeing is. He is really pulling in linemen, added another junior college defensive lineman, actually a, a transfer from Vandy, and then a junior college defensive lineman today. But the, they, they're going to sign, it appears, at least a dozen linemen this year. And, and Auburn hadn't signed that many linemen over the last six years. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I mean, because Gus didn't, you know, really focus on their offensive or defensive linemen, struggled in that department. It was almost like, after Derek Brown got there, it's just like mm-hmm. they, they forgot to do it. But, yeah, um, you know, and I think that also is a, is by virtue of the fact that, you know, Auburn does not have a lot of commitments. You look at, at where Auburn was two days ago in terms of team rankings, it was way far down there, but that was more because of qu- lack of quantity, not lack of quality. And, you know, as, you, as the next 24 hours unfold, you could see Auburn really make a jump because they got the available spaces. And that's, you right. know, obviously the – the number, the, the NCAA sort of disallowed, you know, the, the the limit, but you still have a player limit. You still have the scholarship limit. So, um, you know, overall as a roster. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how Auburn, uh, how Auburn fares. And then, like, like we talked about earlier, after, after this happened, after the early signing period comes and goes by Friday, you know, all these players are going to have a better idea. All these coaches, I should say, are going to have a better idea of, of what they really need in the transfer portal. And then there's going to be another wave of players entering the portal as soon as the bowl games wrap up. Uh, much less, you know, much less that that other wave that comes after spring. But I think the most important one is going to be after each bowl game, watching and seeing the top players on those teams and see if they decide to stay or if they jump into the portal. Yeah, you know, we saw all of Jackson State's roster jump in right after yep. uh, the the national championship game uh, lost to, to NC Central. So, yeah, I think right now, you know, every single day you got to keep an eye, and especially like today, you know, uh, Liberty plays. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze isn't there. Um, that's not to say they're going to jump because Hugh Fr- because they're going to Auburn, but probably some, a lot of them will probably jump because their coach isn't there. Yeah. So, yeah, every single day there's going to be something different. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you see a lot of that tonight. Yeah, the, the juggling of roster, roster management was never anything like this. Uh, I, I can understand now why some coaches that might have NFL and college options would say, no, nah, I think I'll stick. I, I think if I get a chance, I'll go to the NFL where I don't have to. At least I have an idea who's on my roster through a season because there's no other sport where players are coming and going in the middle of a year like like in college football now. Yeah, it's way too stressful. I've had coaches tell me that they have three full-time staff members that just click refresh on the on the portal. And then if they have somebody, they send it to another place, their office, to get video. And then if they like that video, they send it to another office that knows, you know, who's coming, who's going, and how they fit in. It's just, it's, it's nonstop, and it's, it's going to burn a lot of folks out, there's no doubt. Well, it's, it's uh, one thing that is, it's kept us having plenty to be talking about I mean, more than just the, the norm with the transfer portal, uh, as well as recruiting and all the coaching changes and player movement. Um, it, you know, it, it 
can be maddening, but boy, it's a whole lot better than doing nothing but talking about favorite Christmas presents. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's busy. It's a busy time. And, you know, I think it's all condensed now. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we've always talked about, as long as there's something in the news cycle for college football, that benefits everybody. Oh, no question. So uh, what's your schedule, Barrett? What you got going uh, here? I'm, I'm sure you're really uh, busy tomorrow. Yeah, we've got uh, tons of coverage on CBS Sports HQ. I don't know the number right now, but like 10 or 15 commitments or commit uh, announcements. Full coverage of everything on the website. And uh, we'll be we'll be counting down the days until the Peach Bowl starting the day after Christmas because uh, that's, that's when the media availability starts and that's when everybody arrives and it should be a good time. Absolutely. Uh, Barrett, uh, let everybody know how they can uh, follow you though, follow you with everything you do. Yeah, follow me on uh, all the social media sites at Barrett Salini and download the CBS Sports app and uh, CBS Sports HQ on Sunday. All right, Barrett, uh, we're out next week, so um, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in 2023. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, you as well. Talk to you soon. All right, take care. Barrett Salee joining us as he does on Tuesdays. Again, that's a reminder that uh, we are off next week. We're getting a Christmas break all of next week. So after Friday, our next show will be January 3rd. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in here on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390, as we continue with the Tuesday Drive. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final few minutes here of hour number one on this Tuesday. Auburn picking up. Uh, as we mentioned just before we brought Barrett Salee in, it's third commitment of the day, junior college defensive lineman Quintrail uh, Travis. I see him listed as Quintrail Jameson Travis. Mm-hmm. I, so it's I've Jameson seen posts Travis. with just Quintrail Travis. Travis and, 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 I've, mm-hmm. and I've seen him Bobby <laughs> Jameson Travis. So I don't know. Whatever. Whatever he prefers. He is, he is a large young man. First thing I saw of him said 6'4", 280. I looked at his Twitter. He calls himself. He says he's 6'4", 305. He was listed 6'4", 295 at the beginning of this past season. So he's somewhere in the 300-pound range. All right. But we were talking. You know, we. Um, it's funny. Jason Caldwell, who will be on tomorrow on signing day, um, and when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, when I looked at the depth chart, the defensive front was even thinner than the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And and Auburn has really gone out and added on the offensive line. They have on the defensive front as well. And uh, so so Quintrell, Jamison, Travis, adding to that, he's originally from Minneapolis, um, played his junior college ball at Iowa Western and ranked um, as the, depending on what service you look at, the number three or number four rated junior college defensive lineman. Um, he, uh, played three years there because of COVID. So he'll still have two years of eligibility left. Uh, had 102 tackles, 21 and a half tackles for loss and 11 and a half sacks. So I, I like that, man. Oh, yeah. A- another, another big body. I mean, that along with, you know, when, when Zykevious Walker announced he was staying, I mm-hmm. thought that was a nice, 
return. A nice pull there back from the transfer portal. So uh, Auburn looking better. Hey, they're still definitely in the market for more. No doubt. They'd love to add more linemen. Um, so we'll see. And I had not really, I guess I had seen his name a while back as possibly visiting Auburn. Obviously he did. And uh, he liked he liked what he saw. Um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of smoke there, right? No, there hasn't been no, a whole lot of attention with him. And so it it is a, a, a surprise to see him. It's a good surprise, right? It's one of those gifts you get on Christmas that you didn't know you were getting, right, Bill? Yeah, and, so it's like, yeah, it's like maybe there was something that you walked by in the store and said, oh, that's nice, and you didn't think about it again, and you get it. That's right. That's sort of, that's that's right. Sort of like what that is. Yeah, so. it, a lot of people focused on the offensive line because right. of the struggles they had for so long. But you're right. The defensive line was a spot for Auburn where they were losing a lot of people. And I think that's what people were maybe missing and not focusing on as much. And Auburn's already made up for it. And I think between right now and tomorrow and signing day, plus portal guys, I think Auburn's going to rebuild on the defensive line very, very well. Well, we mentioned Elijah McAllister earlier in the day transferring. He's an edge or defensive end. But, I mean, uh, remember they flipped Steven Johnson just the other day from Arkansas. Uh, they, they've gotten, uh, Brenton Williams, the, uh, the edge out of Opelika. Um, you had, um, you have Wilkie Denot. Wilkie Denot's there. Pro- probably, probably an edge may, may grow into an interior guy, but then Darren Reed, mm-hmm. uh, is, is another one too. So, I mean, they're adding numbers and talented guys there on both lines of scrimmage, which is very, very important. All right. We're halfway done here on the Tuesday drive. Our thanks to Barrett Salee for joining us this hour. Jake Crane will join us at the bottom of next hour. We hope you'll join us in between. Again, if there is a uh, a favorite Christmas present. That was cool, Barrett. I did not realize, man, uh, a dirt bike when he turned six, huh? That's pretty sweet. Yeah, no kidding. Um, let us know your, your favorite Christmas present that you've gotten. Or maybe it's one that you're expecting to get this time. Anyway, we're halfway through. Stick with us here on the Tuesday Drive. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ishbia is finalizing a purchase of the NBA's Phoenix Suns and WNBA's Phoenix Mercury for a record price of $4 billion. The deal will end the tumultuous tenure of owner Robert Sarver. Eagles coach Nick Sirianni today confirming that quarterback Jalen Hurts has a sprained right shoulder but is not ruling him out Saturday against the Cowboys. Ultimately, the Eagles will keep Hurts' safety in mind, but they would like him to return before the postseason begins, explains ESPN's Dan Graziano. The hope would be to get him back in Week 18 so he doesn't go into the playoff matchup cold, because that's five weeks from now, assuming they get the bye. Uh, but right now, it's, it's about you know, getting him healthy and making sure this is not something that, that sets him back long term. You don't want him to show up in the playoffs and not be 100%. The Jets will start quarterback Zach Wilson against the Jaguars Thursday night. Mike, Mike White has still not been cleared for contact. 
Baseball, a week after the Giants agree with shortstop Carlos Correa on a 13-year, $350 million contract, the team postponed today's introductory news conference over a medical concern. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Tuesday Drive. It's Bill and Jacob here in the uh, studio. Jacob pulling, at least, it, what, at least you didn't have to do... Of the Auburn Open like this morning. I did not. Bill uh, Ben is back, so I did not have to do the morning show, but I am doing double duty yet again. Yeah, well, I'll try to talk as much as as much <laughs> as possible, and that's and we welcome callers. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as we get underway here in hour number two, which is brought to you by the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care. With locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And you can uh, join us on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. Just updating you on some news of the day. One thing I don't think you guys mentioned, and we didn't mention in the, uh, in the first hour, the... Uh, uh, the word that some people had been nervous after the Christian Robinson news, mm-hmm. wondering what the deal with Zach Etheridge is. But Zach is back and will continue to be at Auburn. What a great job Zach Etheridge has done. I mean, he has been everywhere no in doubt. recruiting. And, uh, you're, you're, you know, he is part of the reason that you're seeing all these dividends being paid on Auburn's efforts over the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt on, on how big Zach Etheridge is in recruiting, which is why he's being retained. I think there's, there's just no, there's no comparison with a guy like him. And it's, if you were to let him go, trying to replace him would be extremely difficult. So it's good to see him back. Uh, so, so Auburn's still with two spots to be filled. We'll see how, how long it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Barrett Sully was saying with us in hour number one, Liberty plays. Uh, their, their bowl game today and a lot of speculation that the defensive staff could be wrapped up with Josh Aldridge, who is the interim head coach. He's the head coach for Liberty in their bowl game. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yep. So we will uh, see. And then that would leave a the wide receiver. Coach. Right. And uh, there's a lot of speculation about that. Could it be Jacob Peeler from Missouri? We'll maybe find out when, when they play. Are you surprised that it's taken this long to get those two positions filled? Not if they're coaching in bowl games. That's fair. And they're yeah. also, uh, Missouri plays Friday. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that way you get them through their bowl game. You perhaps don't worry about making the announcement today or tomorrow on Aldridge, if he's going to be the guy, let him get through signing. Because the signing period goes through Friday. Because that's just one of those sort of gentlemen's agreements that is fairly standard. Is that if you're recruiting for a school, you continue to recruit through the signing period. Mm-hmm. Get the players signed. So, But by this weekend or by early next week, 
I would think if those are the guys, they'll be on board by then. Auburn picking up three commitments today. One from a high school. Well, let's see. One from a high schooler, one from a junior college player, one through the transfer portal. So got one all of three. Each. Yeah, got all uh, three. The high schooler is quarterback Hank Brown out of Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, a 6495 pounder who threw for over 40 touchdowns and three interceptions, leading Lipscomb to the uh, state title this past year for Trent Dilfer. Uh, who offered him at UAB, but when he got the Auburn offer, he'd been committed to Liberty, decommitted from them when uh, Hugh Freeze left to come to Auburn. When he got the Auburn offer, he jumped on it and took that offer. The junior college trans, uh, the junior college commitment is uh, Quintrail Jamison Travis, who is originally from Minneapolis, played his junior college ball at Iowa Western. He's a defensive lineman in the six four two ninety. Something like that range. Uh, had some really good numbers there at Iowa Western. Great ad, I think, there for the defensive front. And uh, speaking of defensive front, the portal commitment is Elijah McAllister, who is a uh, who will be a sixth-year senior transferring in from Vandy. And uh, he, he's a guy that, uh, as Jacob mentioned, was a, a defensive captain for Vandy this past year. And... Uh, you know, Auburn really, really needed some help along the defensive front. So some nice pickups here on the eve of signing day. And there, I think the expectations are there will be some more additions to the, to the roster by midday tomorrow. Hugh Freeze meeting with the media tomorrow at one o'clock to discuss the signing class. Now, one thing I said to you, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of question we, we may, you know, somebody may be thinking about asking that. Uh, people keep asking me, you know, well, what do you think about James Smith and Quay Rousseau? I, I would say, look at the timing of things, and that should tell you something. Uh, Rousseau and Smith are announcing on, I mean, they're, they're announcing publicly. I think it's on ESPN. I think so. Then together. Yes, together at one o'clock tomorrow. By that time, the Auburn beat, the, the, the beat writers, reporters, will have in their hands the listing of Auburn signees. Mm-hmm. So that tells me it's not very likely that they're going to say Auburn. I mean, I think people have expected them to be heading to Alabama for a while. Uh, Alabama closing out as they almost always do. They picked up a five-star flip from Iowa today on the offensive line. Uh, they'll add a couple of more five-stars tomorrow. They will wrap up the top recruiting class in the nation. And for the third straight year... We may hear this is the best class ever assembled. Yeah. Two it's years ago, potential. wasn't it Georgia two years ago? It was A&M, A&M last, last year. year. Yep. And it looks like Alabama, on paper, may have a better year than, than either of those two teams had had. 334-321-1390. We'll go ahead and uh, get to the phone. And Cameron is up first. Hey, Cameron. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, uh, two, uh, uh, two things. One, uh, to... Uh, to uh, and answer the question that was that, that was that, that was posted. Um, uh, what was our favorite uh, Christmas gift? Uh, uh, growing up, when I was about, I say probably when I was about nine, ten years old, um, I got a my very first uh, gaming console, and this and this and, and this will date me back a little bit. It was the uh, Nintendo GameCube with, with oh yeah with about like mm-hmm. uh, four or five of uh, 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 sport games, and man. man when I was unwrapping that present, 
Christmas morning, I about just came apart. Just I was, I, I was so excited because I was, I was the last one in my, in my, in my friend group to. Do, oh, now, what a bummer that would have been if you hadn't gotten it. Yeah. Right, hey, let me, <laughs> let me, let me tell you, I'll, I'll tell you something about from the other side of that. When you're a parent and you're shopping for some of those hot gaming mm-hmm. systems, sometimes yeah. it's not really easy to find them. And man, the pressure's really on to get oh, yeah, one of those absolutely. things and have it under the tree. I'm glad you brought up absolutely. the Nintendo GameCube because that was actually my answer is the Nintendo oh, yeah. GameCube. I got it when I was four, I believe, and I still have it to this day, and I still play it every now and then, too. <laughs> wow. Well, the uh, the uh, second question I had was uh, with the news of the uh, commitment from Hank Brown, uh-huh. um, what does that do um, in regards to Auburn trying to get uh, – uh, Devin Leary and or and or uh, Grayson McCall and also uh, last question: um, Do we know uh, if if Auburn has done anything to kind of like to kind of I don't know like kind of lure uh, McCall back because because I think I think the last time I heard it it, it, it had something it had something to do with with Auburn not having the specific classes needed to for. Yeah, Auburn doesn't have the curriculum for him to be yeah. able to transfer his. I believe yeah, he's in sports that. management. Auburn does not have that uh, that, that undergrad degree. Mm-hmm. And see the the NCAA, the APR is you have to be twenty percent toward a degree after one year, forty after two, sixty after three, eighty after four. So he's four years in. He'd have to be eighty percent toward a degree at Auburn, and he just doesn't have the credits that would transfer to being 80% towards a degree. It would take him at least another semester to get caught up. So there's really nothing Auburn can do. It's not It's not Auburn's fault. It's not Grayson's fault. It's just a shame that Auburn doesn't have something. You know, there, there's some schools that have just a like a general curriculum or a general studies mm-hmm. type degree where those things would transfer, where just about anything would transfer in. Auburn doesn't have that. So... I think Grayson McCall is going to be locked into Florida here over the next few days because Florida has really been pushing. I think that was his number two team. As far as Devin Leary, he committed to Kentucky today. Now, the Hank Brown addition doesn't really affect that because what Hugh Freeze and what most coaches would like to have is a quarterback in every class. And so Robbie will be, as crazy as it sounds, a fourth-year sophomore next year so he's a sophomore holden gurners a redshirt freshman and they'd like to bring in and have a freshman a true freshman in the class now keon jenkins has been committed to auburn he may be coming to auburn as a preferred walk-on so hank brown would be the scholarship guy at least for the time being i still think they very much want to add an experienced quarterback to compete with robbie ashford um Watch bowl games and just, uh, I think your, your next wave of, of players is going to be coming when, uh, when the teams finish up their postseason. Well, on my show earlier on the line, we had Christian Clemente from Auburn 247 and we asked him about that and he, he gave a guarantee that Auburn would go and get somebody out of the portal. I guarantee you might feel really good, but, but, I, I think he felt that's, extremely I think that's the plan. I think the plan it is was, to get one. Right, and it was about guys playing in bowl games, about how there's a lot of players that have not even entered the transfer portal oh, no. yet. That, some that you may not have even thought about entering mm-hmm. the transfer portal. But in NIL, in these days, I mean, you see from the comments Mac Brown made yeah. 
um, that there are things going on and players are being, uh, they're being um, let known what they can make if they if they'll decide to enter the transfer portal and come to certain schools. Oh well, yeah, and you, you're talking about the report today about, and again, it's reported, and there's people talking that Drake May, the star North Carolina quarterback, has been offered millions to go play at other schools, and, and well, you know the school. I mean, the the, the talk the talk yeah. from October was Drake May was going to be at Alabama, Alabama. next year, yeah, because he committed to Alabama. Remember, before mm-hmm. he committed to North right, Carolina, right. where he's got his family ties. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, that that had right there opened the door of conversation. So yeah. it's not unusual for there to be, you know, people that had been dealing with him and recruiting. It doesn't necessarily have to be coaches, although it's hard to believe that, that they aren't involved. But, I mean, no, I mean, I think the feeling was very strong from a lot of folks in Tuscaloosa that they had Drake May set up to be able to make every bit as much, if not more, than Bryce Young was going to be making next year. Which is crazy because when Bryce Young signed his deals and was making his amount of money, we were like, holy smokes, that's a ton of money, right? But we've, we've known that this is just going to continue to climb, continue to grow. I, I wonder, it can't, I mean, it, it, is there going to be a ceiling somewhere? I mean, there there has to be They'll have to put a, a number cap or something, or, right? Or I, I wish... Um, I wish there were some way that the the NCAA or something could say, all right, you got to be transparent with this. Let's go ahead and let it know. I mean, if we're going to treat this the way it is with its free agency mm-hmm. and they're getting money, that would be like, oh, Aaron Judge signed a deal, but nobody has any idea how much it is <laughs> with right. the Yankees. Oh, okay, right. let's go ahead and let's find out. Mm-hmm. Who is the – I heard somebody say this earlier today. I'd love to know. Uh, I think fans would love to know. Who is the San Diego Padres of college football? Who's out there offering the biggest money to every player that's available? Look, there's nothing there's nothing illegal about it now. Right. So let's go ahead and be transparent with it. And that's the thing is, it, with it all being legal now, paying players, offering money to ga- have guys come to your school, obviously that's against what the original thought was. was they but were the gonna... collectives now have made it that way. Exactly. But now it's still crazy because that is legal, but yet there's still people going behind others' backs, going through different channels and doing it the wrong way to still get to these guys and let them know, hey, you may still be here, but this is what you can make at our school. Which oh, is yeah. crazy. I mean, but you knew this was going to happen. I mean, it's 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 a it's a dirty game sometimes, and it's but not it, shocking. It's the, it's the same thing that goes on with coaches. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because uh, when a, when a school when a school fires a coach and then hires somebody else a couple of days later, it's not that <laughs> right. they didn't have that first contact with that coach a couple of days later. Exactly. So that's it's just the same thing that's going on now with the players as has been going on with the coaches. So, I mean, I wish, I, I can't imagine how it could happen, but I wish there were a way they could at least be transparent. Then fan bases could go, hey, we need another $100,000. Come on, everybody, yep, kick it in. That's right. Some, you know? so, some sort of, of cap or or line or limit or something. There, I, eventually, what, there's got to be. That's what so many coaches are really hoping that the federal government will step in and say, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna have to control this yeah. somehow because right now it's just whoever has the deepest pockets." And you, I wonder that some schools may be able to once every few years just blow it out and have a great you I'll know save have a up. lot of money. Yeah, That's, yeah. I mean, because well, every, we'll take your check. We'll put it in the reserve for a couple of years yeah, from look, now. Yeah, look, we don't. We're not gonna. You know, we might be able to get a player or two, but we're gonna try to build it all up. 
I uh, hope we have good investments for a couple of years, and man, we're going to have a great class wow. in two years that, or something like that's that. That's just so much in college football and college athletics. That was the thing that separated professional sports from college sports for so long. Oh, and yeah. that, that line has been, that, there's no line in oh, the yeah, sand that, anymore. Oh, yeah, that line has disappeared. It's gone. Yep. It's been washed away. And it's crazy to see how it's working, and we knew it was going to be like this. When it started, we knew it would start slow and catch fire and just take off. And here we are. We're watching it happen right now. And there are a lot of people that still just can't believe that these numbers are real. And they I are. Mean, it, they're every bit of it. And they're only going to grow. Mm-hmm. Only going to grow by the millions, Bill. 334-321-1390. We'll get to our first break here of hour number two. Don't forget, Jake Crane of Crane & Company joins us at the bottom of the hour. So come on in while we have time here on the Tuesday Drive. Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. We go to break and another commitment. Now, that's, that's the way... It used to be a long time ago. I know I heard you guys uh, talking about Auburn's got a long way to go to catch up with a couple of Coach Dye's classes. I mean, he had a couple of top, oh, yeah. if not number one, oh, yeah. in the top three classes in the country. And I can I can remember um, back in the mid '80s when there was there was like it 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 wasn't coincidental. It was like starting the Monday before. Signing day, almost like clockwork every six hours, another high school All-American wow. committed. That's when Auburn had um, Tracy Rocker, mm-hmm. uh, Nate Hill, Ron Stallworth. I mean, there were there were guys that was like, bam, every yep. six hours. That's awesome. There was another one. That's um, what it feels like right now. Yeah, well, Auburn's picked up the top junior college offensive tackle in the country, and Isavion Miller, uh, who had committed to Ole Miss, and now he is committed to his position coach, who has moved from Ole Miss to Auburn, Jake Thornton. Um, and uh, so, so another, we were talking about it earlier. I mean, yeah. no question that Hugh Freeze really targeted the lines of scrimmage because Auburn was getting very thin because of graduation and transfers um, on both lines of scrimmage. And now they have added the top junior college uh, offensive tackle, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up the number two yep. junior college offensive tackle before the dust settles on signing day. Well, it's an old saying, but the game's won in the trenches, right? And Hugh Freeze believes that, and he's going and filling the holes where Auburn needed help. And we listed positions all you know throughout the fall and coming into this this month of December of some of the positions that Auburn had to fill, whether it was recruiting, whether it was transfer portal, JUCO, a combination of the three like we've already seen, offensive and defensive line, because that's where Auburn struggled. That's where Auburn needed help with skill. They needed help replacing guys like you said, Bill, that graduated, transfer, whatever it may be. And Hugh Freeze has absolutely done that. And you can't complain about anything he's done about the guys he's brought in, but I don't think he's done. No, I don't either. So, I mean, now let's see. Auburn's gotten um, Connor Liu and Braden Joyner as interior guys, Clay Whedon and uh, Tyler Johnson. I mean, these, these are high sc- among high schoolers there on the uh, on the offensive line. 
and then um, Isaiah Miller, and they're waiting for Isaiah Jada. Yep. Uh, they're still well. They're still they're still the uh, Scott kid from Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're they're. This is what Auburn needed to do. They needed to bring in at least seven or eight offensive linemen. Yeah, and I said, I think on Monday's show, I said it's going to be crazy. Not only is Auburn going to have good quality starting guys on the line, they're going to have this crazy thing called depth that they're going to be able to bring a guy in and have no drop-off or little to no drop-off, I should say. They're going to have some depth, I think, with bringing some of these guys in, which is so important in the SEC. I mean, Auburn... A couple of years ago, it looked like man Auburn was in good shape depth wise. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they had they had fifteen or sixteen offensive linemen. That's what you need. I mean, right now, before signing day tomorrow, Auburn has seven offensive linemen. Jeez. That's why they've got to add at least seven or eight. Uh, and, and that's that's assuming that Jalil Irvin and Cam Stutz come back. Yeah. And we're not we're not a hundred percent sure about that yet. But yeah, right now, I mean. Um, things are really clicking. Auburn, Auburn trying, I mean, like I said, it's not coincidental that some of these guys are coming out because they're trying to let some of those other players who may be on the fence go, oh, these are guys I was in there with, and they're joining in, trying to create that bandwagon. Right, and, we, and we've seen guys that have already committed be actively recruiting right. other guys to Auburn. Obviously, uh, one of the, the big ones, um, you've seen a couple of them, but uh, for Auburn and who's been committed to Auburn forever, Braden Joyner, he's, he's oh, been yeah. actively... He, he's been one of Auburn's top recruiters yeah. among the, the players. But you've seen other guys on this list that have been tweeting at guys, posting with guys, mm-hmm. you know, just saying, hey... Come be a part of this. Come be here. You know you want to be here. That type of thing. And I think that's just as important as, obviously, coaches going out and recruiting is other players who believe and have already given their their future to Auburn's football program to try and convince other guys, hey, look what look what I'm doing. Why don't you come and be a part of it with me? And I think that's extremely special, and I think that's extremely beneficial as well. So Hugh Freeze going and getting guys who, A, want to be at Auburn, but, B, want to promote it as well. Now, a position we haven't mentioned is going to be really interesting to keep an eye on, I think, is uh, is the secondary. Because there are a few guys that may sign tomorrow, but we may not know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, Kay and Lee is uh, he's not going to announce until, I think it's the 27th, um, Auburn and Ohio State. I mean... He's got a, a thing going on at his school on the 27th. Which is weird that he's signing and not announcing. That, that's not. Well, that means he'll send the scholarship paper in. Yeah. And, you know, there, I guess there's nothing to prevent the height to the school from releasing it. But I mean, you wouldn't want to do that and, uh, and spoil it. Um, CJ Johnson is one that, uh, he's going to wait until the first of January. Wow. To announce his. And then, You've got uh, Totter Scott is waiting till he's waiting till the Under Armour All America game on January seventh. Jeez, wow, that's and it's surprising because again, just how so many of these guys sign, announce, commit on this early signing day now. Yeah, well, see, because they have to either sign during these three days right. or they can't sign to February. So what they'll probably do, they'll sign, they'll send the paperwork in, and the school just won't release them. Mm-hmm. And they, they, won't, they won't publicize them until February. Hmm. But they have to enroll by that point, right? No, so no, then- no, no, no. See, when you sign the Scott, when you sign the grant in aid, 
it doesn't mean that you're going to be an early enrollee. That just means... Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that, that means fair. you you would have to get a release from that school to go somewhere else. That's fair. Yeah, and do you think that's, in your opinion, do you think that's a trend that'll start to grow is guys that'll sign there, and there are a few guys. There are a few guys that want to do that because they want the announcement on national TV during the All-America game. Yeah. Or in the case of C.J. Johnson and uh, Kay and Lee, it's something that they already had planned at their school. And they can't wait to sign it, but they have to make the most you know, they'll yeah. sit there and act like they're signing on the 27th when the signing period ended the 23rd. A lot of that it's one's all not that show. bad. At least that's just four days late. Right. That's yeah. A lot of it. You know, they want their moment in the sun, and, and they you know they deserve it. They're doing a big thing. It's a huge step in their life, but it is it is different for sure. What may what may be a tell is if you if you hear that Auburn's going after more transfer portal defensive backs. That might mean, oh, they, they didn't hit on right. on one or more of those guys. Yeah. All right. Fun times here on the Tuesday Drive as we are on the eve. We're just uh, a little over 12 hours away because it's uh, I, it's it may be 7 o'clock local time now that I think about it. And that would be, be 8 o'clock Eastern, East. right? Yeah. Well it, well, it could be 7 Eastern. Could be. I'm thinking that they moved it to 7 because kids wanted to go ahead and start signing, you know, first thing in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, we're not too far. We'll, we'll talk with Jake Crane on the other side, get his thoughts on Auburn recruiting and, and much more. So stick with us for the final half hour of the Tuesday Drive. Turn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Tuesday evening. Again, uh, if you have to be out, be careful. It's not not going to be icy or anything, but it could be a little slippery, though, with the rain and it's, as uh, chilly as it's been. But just give it a couple of days. Then, if it's not icy, just be very thankful. Welcome back in as we uh, continue here on the uh, Tuesday Drive. And we'll head to the Kia of Auburn Hotline and welcome in our good friend from Crane & Company. And that, of course, is Jake Crane. Jake, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing great, guys. Appreciate y'all having me back. Oh yeah, this is uh this is Christmas Eve for recruiting fans and Auburn fans not knowing how to act after the uh, last couple of years. Yeah, you know, it's uh been kind of a whirlwind and, and there's been some letdowns in recruiting, but you know what I think Coach Freeze and his staff has done already has been pretty impressive. Uh again, remember obviously you have the high school signing day, you have the the late signing day. Uh, and then the portal's still going to be open throughout points there. So uh, I think when it comes down to getting a quarterback, I know that's w- uh, what everybody's looking at. I know the Hank Brown kid committed today, but he's a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn's going to get their guy from the portal at that position. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the right fit and obviously having uh, all the T's uh, crossed and I's dotted. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, 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 a little different situation. Of course, we've seen it. Saw it with Desi Sills in basketball. Uh, where, where a player expecting to transfer, 
you know, doesn't have the uh, progress toward degree that would transfer because Auburn doesn't have a curriculum that's that close. I mean, I know there was talk about it a couple of years ago. Uh, I understand the, and I understand Sanford Hall's point is we don't want to just have a generic uh, degree that doesn't mean as much from Auburn, but it, it makes it tough. And this one's really tough because. Hugh Freeze had only been here for a couple of weeks. He can't know, and you've got somebody like Grayson McCall interested. Uh, you, you, you know, you definitely want to talk. I'm glad that they didn't end up using a an official visit though before they uh, uh, before they found out. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, in the age of NIL, can we not have just built like a little uh, sports management wing? I mean, just you know, just in case. Really? Uh, I just feel like Bama would have found a way, but maybe that's just me. But, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's one of those things that happens. I mean, you, you learn from it. Now you know, obviously, when it comes down to transfers, you know, what you can't accept and what you can't accept. So, uh, look, it's, it's going to be fine. Uh, you see what they're doing on the edge of the line of scrimmage. You know, getting a, they just got an offensive line commit, I think, about 15 minutes ago mm-hmm. uh, uh, from the Miller kid, which is going to be big, and, and got the Vanderbilt transfer. That kid can really play as well. So, look, it's, you got to build it from the inside out, and that's what he's doing. Yeah, that, that was uh, an area, I mean, Looking at the roster, Auburn only had six defensive linemen on scholarship, seven offensive linemen on scholarship. If everybody came back and they've really loaded up, they have, I think, five offensive linemen right now, four defensive linemen, four or five defensive linemen, and uh, they, they'd like to add a few more. Isaiah Miller is the guy you're talking about, was the, uh, the, the JUCO who had, who had been committed to Ole Miss and Jake Thornton. Jake Thornton obviously um, making an impression here early on as one of the uh, newer members of Hugh Freeze's staff. Have we still got Jake? I don't know. Uh, oh, there you go. Sorry, there we go. Got him. Yeah, no, I, look, uh, Jake Thornton used that relationship to be able to, to get the kid to come to Auburn, and it's a smart move. Obviously, he likes the evaluation, and uh, that's how you bridge the gap between these teams that, that have been outperforming you, uh, the Alabamas and the Georgias. It's not just with wide receivers and quarterbacks. Obviously, you need those positions, but it's on the edge of the line of scrimmage. It's on the interior of the line of scrimmage, and we've seen that with Auburn's offensive line problem. Yeah, they've added at least three offensive tackles and three edges. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. That, that is key. And I agree with you, Jake. I, I, I'm uh, uh, keeping an eye on a lot of these bowl games that are going on because there are quite a few more players. There's going to be a huge influx in the transfer portal. Um, you know, after each, after each one of these games, there's likely to be a few players uh, that, that are going to join the, the, uh, the group in the transfer portal. Yeah, you know, we had Brandon Marcello on Monday, and, and we were talking about, you know, this this is just the beginning of what you're going to see in the transfer portal. I mean, I'm talking about all the way through spring. Uh, we, we've seen that happen. Obviously, you want your guys in there early. It's funny. You remember, Bill, back in the day when graduating early from high school was the anomaly? Oh, yeah. Quarterback here and there. And now you've got all these kids because of that December signing period. Uh, and trying to get in there in the spring and play early has really moved up the timeline for freshmen in the game. So it, it, it's a crazy time, but uh, it, it just is what it is. We were talking about this a little earlier, Jake. The, the with with the early signing period, and and again, it's it is the early signing period, but it is the primary signing period now. With it right in the middle of the transfer portal window. It, it really can be confusing to try to keep up with, all right, who's signing, who's just committing, yeah. who is, you know, because the, the transfers aren't locked in until they enroll in classes. 
That's exactly right. That's why, and, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow, I, I don't think there should just be a signing day. You know, I think there should be a signing window. If you want to sign in October, if you want to commit and sign in October, that's fine. If the head coach that you signed to the place leaves or gets fired, he takes another job, then it opens you back up. Uh, and obviously, we know what you can do in the transfer portal after a, uh, not even a year at a school. So uh, I, I'm, I don't understand really why we just do it on one day. I know everybody enjoys it. Uh, but why not just put the deadline back to February? That's when you have to sign by if you're a high school recruit and let them sign anywhere in between that because the clock is really kind of messed up. And, you know, they did change the rule because of the transfer portal where you can sign more than 25 in right. one class, and they had to do that to be able to keep it up. But that doesn't mean you get more than 85 on the roster. So you're going to start seeing opportunities for high school kids continue to decline because a transfer portal player is a proven commodity and they can play quicker. They have the one attribute that matters the most outside of the physical ones, and that's experience. Yeah, no question about it. Talking with Jake Crane of Crane and Company here on the on the Tuesday drive. Well, well, our our our, our uh, buddy Jason Caldwell has been uh, he's been saying for years he wished players could just sign if they want to. You know, if, yeah. they, if they want to say let's treat them like let's treat them like students. Students don't have to decide that they're going to go to college. You know, in in this three day window or this month and a half yeah. window, if they if they you know if they've got the grades they can get accepted, go ahead and sign. And then exactly, yeah. I agree with you. Then if there's a coaching change or something, that'd give them an opportunity to change. But that way, it's like once somebody's made up their mind, they know where they want to go. Let them go ahead and sign. Yeah, we have windows for everything else. I mean, why not just put it in a window? I think that's the best way to do it. And. uh um, I, I agree. I, I think the, you know, when you look at it right now, it looks like Auburn is, is really helping themselves out on the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're, they're hoping to bring some guys there on the back end on, on defense. Skilled players, I would say, uh, receivers want to know who that quarterback is going to be. And, and I mean, Robbie Ashford has an opportunity to step up, but the, but the, the, I think the angst of some people, one, either, why don't we already have another quarterback or some going, well, how's Robbie going to feel if you bring in another quarterback? Well, the best situation you could have is to have quality competition, especially, especially if you can get a little experience competition there for that quarterback spot. Yeah, well, again, and this is no shot at Robbie, but he hasn't done enough on the field for me to really have to care about his feelings right now. Now, if he develops as a passer, uh, we saw a little bit of that in the Alabama game, that he can be a perfect fit for what I think Hugh Freeze wants as the identity of the offense with new OC Phil Montgomery. But, yeah, look, just like in high school recruiting, you see great receivers and running backs commit to places that have great quarterback commits. Why? They have to have somebody that gives them the ball for them mm-hmm. to be successful. And, and that's just how it works. It works like that in the portal. The older guys know it best. That's why you just saw Dorian Singer, the best wide receiver in the Pac-12 last year, leave Arizona to go to USC. He didn't do that because he loved the way the Trojan logo looks or is in love with Southern California. He did it because Caleb Williams is going to be throwing him the ball. So great players want to play with great players. You need them at those positions. Quarterback, we know, is the most not, not only the most important position, but the most influential position. So uh, it just, uh, again, you get that one set in stone or you get a big name in there, you'll see some other dominoes start to, start to fall just automatically. Uh, no question about it. Jake, um, now, now that we're uh, really into NIL and we're seeing the collectives and, and how much uh, they mean, I mean, there's no question, that's if not the top thing for, for some players. Now, obviously, 
Well, you were just talking about receivers want to know who's throwing them the ball. But um, there, there are some of these players, and I don't blame them at all. Uh, they're just they're going where the uh, the grass literally is the greenest. And and uh, but but what I wonder is, can can this continue to escalate at the pace that it is right now? Some of the numbers that are out there seem ridiculous, but I I know they're not. Well, here's the way I see it. I, I think the two biggest pitches in recruiting right now both involve money. One is which team can get you to the NFL or give you the best chance to play in the NFL because that equals what? Dollar signs. And then you have, obviously, the NIL side of it, which now with the collectives, it's really not even NIL. It's pay for play. Mm-hmm. NIL is Bryce Young doing a commercial for Dr. Pepper in Fansville when it's between Bryce Young and Dr. Pepper, not with these collectives. I think that's the part we've really got to look at uh, when we talk about making adjustments to everything that was kind of dropped at the same time in college football. Uh, but then you look at which schools have you know the best NIL collectives and can offer you the most money and opportunities. And it just so happens a lot of the schools that are able to offer the latter have the former. Uh, It's the big-time schools that are able to raise the most money. They have the best chance of sending you to the NFL. Look, the rich are always going to get richer when it comes to college football because the rich are the ones who make the rules. I'm not trying to sound like Robin Hood or that it's something crazy. College football is a business. Businesses are made to uh, built to make money. And now that the players are in the business, here's my thing. Players, and I was a player's coach. But if players want to complain about it, it's not fair that coaches can come and go whenever they want. Well, now the players really can. At the end of the day, there's a kid coming back for his ninth year at Oregon. I saw oh, that. Well, coaches can make, yeah, these coaches can make all this money and do this and do that. Okay, well, now you can make NIL and do all this. But, I, but when you get in business, you got to take the bad with the good. I've got no problem with Deion Sanders coming in and saying, look, guys, some of y'all may want to hop in the transfer portal because I'm bringing guys that I already know are really good players. You want it in the business. Now you have to accept the bad with the good. That's a great lesson for some of these young guys when it comes to the real world, too. And something we were talking about a little while ago is the, you know, the, uh, you know, Mac Brown's comments today and, and the, the, the talk of tampering and things like that. Um, when, when, when I was talking about it a while ago, I said, what difference? I mean, how much different is that from the way schools go about replacing their coaches i mean you know there are things that are going on behind the scenes it, it's a shame it feels dirty but that's just the way it is now yeah and look i think there's a difference between t- texting a recruit that's committed to a school and talking to a kid that's on the roster at another school oh, i agree but, like i understand why jeff trailer comes out and says that at utsa i understand why mac brown comes out and says that but look <laughs> the transfer portal just turned into recruiting. So all the, the dirty stuff that you see in recruiting, you're going to see filter its way in the transfer portal. It's just going to kind of manifest in a slightly different form. So I'm not surprised. And I guess, you know, basically everybody's doing it. Like, who knows? UTSA could be doing it to a smaller school, maybe an FCS quarterback that they want. Uh, so I, I think a lot of people are doing it. I don't like it. But, you know, if I had to make a list of all the things that were dirty in college football, we'd be here a while, but I still love it. Yeah, and I sort of doubt that the uh, the new president of the NCAA is going to be able to uh, uh, yeah. do, do much about it either. Yeah, that dude that dude has absolutely <laughs> no power. It's like when the Monstars came down and took the uh, NBA players' powers. Like, he's got nothing. <laughs> uh jake crane with us as he is on uh tuesday afternoon hey before before we let you go i got to ask you the question that we tossed out there for everybody um earlier today and that's uh um think back and what was the what was that christmas present that you got 
that was that that got you the most excited when you got it. I mean, oh um, I mean, we've had a lot of fun with this. Oh. Um, it, yeah, it had to be a new uh, baseball bat. It, it had to be a, probably a stealth. That's uh, what it had to be. I mean, that one's easy for me. I think it was the orange one. Well, see, I, which I, if you remember that bat, oh God, yeah, that was hot. I, oh, I yeah. swear that was one of the reasons they outlawed BB Core. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. I, I figured it would be something like that, like that with you, Jake. Yeah. Jake, uh, uh, let everybody know what you've got going. I mean, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it is a crazy time, but a fun time right now with all the, uh, the player movement and, and about to have a bunch of them sign tomorrow. Yeah, it's an absolute wild time. I mean, you've got moving parts in all directions of college football on and off the field. Just go to YouTube, type in C-R-A-I-N and company. You can find us. We go live each weekday morning, 7.30 to 9 Eastern, 6.30 to 8 Central. We've had Brandon Marcello on this week. Uh, we got Rusty Menzel coming on. We're covering National Signing Day tomorrow and the Transfer Portal. We're going to be giving live updates. So go check us out over there. And as usual, guys, I appreciate it. Great stuff, Jake. We're off next week, so uh, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you in 2023. Sounds good, man. Y'all be good. Have a great holidays and Merry Christmas. All right. Take care, Jake. Jake Crane joining us as he does on Tuesdays. Need to get to our final break of the afternoon. We'll see if we can uh, squeeze in a few calls. When we come back, Anthony will be up first here on the Tuesday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in to the Tuesday Drive. Final few minutes, and let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline and Anthony. Is up next. Hey, Anthony. Hey, guys. How you guys doing today? Doing fine. Good, good. I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, same to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you as well. You know, uh, I was listening to the, the comments, you know, when y'all was talking to Jake Crane, and they, you said you guys said it was a guy that had nine years of eligibility? <laughs> yeah, there's a guy that uh, got a medical... Um, yeah. COVID and what else? COVID and I, I don't I don't know. There were some special circumstances. Actually, he's he's right now uh, coming back, trying to decide whether to come back for his eighth year this year. But the NCAA has granted him next year if he wants to come back. Oh yeah, he's gonna God. he's gonna be you know a twenty seven year old who's been in college the whole time. Yeah, I know some people well, did that. They weren't on scholarship, but <laughs> I will say this: uh, I certainly hope that he has a he already has his bachelor's, and I would think that he ought to be close to getting a master's. Uh, you're talking about. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's working on his doctorate. That's or what something. I was going to yeah. say. You ought to be on a doctorate at that point. You know, I, I'd hope he have all that because uh, that kind of time, he certainly uh, should have that, and it really uh, serve him well if he can leave that with all that, and then cost him a dime as far as money goes. Just his time to, you know, go through the process of all the things that football players go through. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Man, I, I tell you, good God, if he does not have a degree, I think the university or somebody need to take a closer look and see they might need to be on probation or something because uh, uh, that's insane if he does not have at least one degree. He should have two. And I, I, think, I think the guy's working on his second master's. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> well, well guys, I, went to, I, I went to school for four years, and that was enough for me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate, right. appreciate the call, Anthony. Yeah, well, good for him. I yeah, mean, and, yeah, good for him. You know, and, and like Jake was saying, in these days of NIL, if he's getting anything, just the opportunity to get that extra degree, get paid, 
and be playing a game you love. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean no no hate from us. I mean, that's that's awesome, especially if the NCAA is going to grant him the year and an extra couple of years to do it, take advantage of it. And you said he's doing a double Masters, so that's not many people can say they've done that. No, and, and not surely, surely not while playing football. Right, yeah. Yeah, all right. So Auburn with four commitments today, two during the show today, as a junior college defensive tackle and a junior college offensive tackle committing to Auburn during the show. Isavion Miller, the latest uh, to commit, and I believe that puts Auburn at 18 commits. It was 16 at the end of our show, so that'd right, be so 18. it's 18, and again, there may only be 17 that are on scholarship, but I mean, Auburn's got plenty of room. Oh, yeah. So with 18 commits and a couple of transfers uh, added to the roster that Auburn has right now, they would have still no more than upper 60s in scholarship. So they'd have room for another, you know, 15 to 20. Now they hope they sign a few more. Obviously, we, we talked about James Smith and Quay Russo. Uh, the, the, the other two guys that they really Really will be watching tomorrow would be Keldrick Falk from mm-hmm. Highland Home, who stopped by Auburn after his, his visit to Florida State. Florida State folks I know are concerned about Keldrick Falk. And then the other is Tony Mitchell from Thompson. Auburn has been working and working and working. Um, we'll see. We'll see. That, it, tomorrow, one, I, that one, I think, pretty early tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow Look, tomorrow has a chance to be a really big day, has a chance to to really be a home run for Hugh Freeze, and you can't even say his first year because he's been here for a few weeks. And Three weeks yesterday. I, 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 I couldn't believe it when I was talking about it. Now, generally, I'll just tell you from years of, of watching signing day, if there's going to be a flip, it usually happens early. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't count as much on flips later on in the day, unless the players have already signed and sent their letters in, which they could have done. All right, we'll we'll update you. We'll have audio from Hugh Freeze. Jason Caldwell will be here. Dan should be back tomorrow. Our thanks today from uh, for Barrett Salee and Jake Crane joining us. And appreciate all of you listeners as well. But we're out of time here on the Tuesday Drive. Thanks, Jacob. Of course. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was a, it was a lot of fun. We're back tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.